What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. I'm your host today. My name is Charlie and I'm head of growth here at Wellpreneur. This week, we're continuing our theme on all things content for wellness businesses. We know it can sometimes feel like a massive headache for you guys. If you haven't got a strategy or a plan when it comes to creating content, it can be one of those things that you always know you need to do, but you put it on the back burner. And then you end up scrabbling around for it in the evening when the kids have gone to bed, desperately trying to think of ideas, or you just end up in a hurry choosing some random quotes to put on your social page. Well, today I'm going to take you through five types of content and how we can think about them differently and rinse and repeat them in the hope that this makes it easier for you when you're thinking about and planning your content. But first up, I just want to tackle some of those barriers that we all have. And when I say that, I do mean it. We all have when it comes to creating content. So number one is that lack of ideas one that we've just talked about. So often this can be a mindset shift because quite often you are so close to a topic that you think the audience are going to feel like, duh, that's obvious, that's an obvious point. But actually, it is going to be totally wow to them. The problem that we quite often find with wellness entrepreneurs is that they are really in the weeds and into um, the details of their topic. So they forget what it's like to see something for the first time or be that new audience to them, be the target market. Or sometimes that lack of ideas can come from that creepy old imposter syndrome sneaking in and you actually put down your experience or perspective on ideas or topics in your field. But I have to say your opinion and perspective is important and crucially content around that, around your opinion, your perspective can be the lifeblood of your business as it brings clients to your door. So we need to work through those mindset issues and just practice, practice until we get better at banishing them and getting content out the door. So how can we help with the lack of ideas problem? So I've got a couple of favorite um, tools and sites and techniques that we use here to think of content ideas um, at Wellpreneur. So I'm just going to share them now. So number one, askthepublic.com is a website where you can put in a search term and it comes up with all the questions that people ask around that topic. So if you're helping people with sleep, you'd put in sleep and you come up with all the top questions that people are searching with regard to to a sleep problem, for example. Ubersuggest is another one of a similar vein, but um, that's Ubersuggest. But the great thing about Ubersuggest is it even has a tab that says um, content ideas. So that makes it even easier for you. Things like Amazon, YouTube and Quora Search are also great for content ideas because you can see what people are actually saying in the reviews or the answers on there about a topic. So and then within that, you can start to see a theme or an angle that would help you with creating content around that topic. Amazon book reviews, I particularly enjoy because people really do go to town 
on telling you all about their experience and how this book has helped them in their lives. So you can get some real gems in there in terms of content ideas. And then the last one that we quite often train in is just the simple technique around who, what, when, where, and how. And what you do there is you take a topic um, that you, that as part of your field of expertise, and you ask the questions, who around it? So who does this most impact? Who's got this problem? What, uh, as in what aspect of that issue is affecting them? Uh, when does this happen to them? Where does this happen to them and how? Um, and you can get a variety of different angles around a topic and that can really help you with ideas for content. So the second barrier um, I, we tend to find in terms of creating content is that lack of time. And this is a big one because we know that entrepreneurs are so time poor because they are wearing all the hats. In fact, Amanda did an episode recently about finding time to work on your wellness business. So check out that episode if you can. But yes, wellpreneurs are often wearing so many hats. They've got they're so stretched and it's difficult to actually find the time to create content. And everyone talks about batching, but it's only easy if you've got a load of content ideas in the first place. So you've got to deal with that first barrier first. But I'm going to include in the show notes for this a list of our best recommended um, top resources to help you in terms of uh, saving time, in terms of creating content. But my favorite one at the moment is something called Conversion AI, which actually writes copy for you and uh, is just super, super cool because you put a topic in or a product's name in and it can actually create content for you. Uh, it's probably not for you if you're just starting out because it's got a monthly price point, but it's a great tool for, um, for content creation. Number three in terms of um, barriers around creating content is another one around mindset. So it's that fear of being judged. So I, I just want to say here that everyone has insecurities, even the most experienced podcasters and vloggers get nervous about putting themselves out there, creating that content, putting themselves out there. But it gets easier with practice. And so as with a lot of things, it's just keep going. Just work through those that fear and keep going until one day it gets easier. Well, quite often people think that the person is just saying what everyone else has said before. It's that, that fear can creep into your mind going, well, I can't say something about that. It's all been said before, but everything in the world has been said. But actually, if someone has already talked about it, it doesn't mean that somebody in your audience has actually heard about it before. So there's lots of episodes um, uh, online around content production for wellness businesses. Um, but we are, we, are, we are doing our Wellpreneur perspective on it today. So there'll be lots of topics um, that have been repeated in podcasts in, in your field, but they've not heard your take. Your audience need to hear your unique perspective on an issue in your area of expertise. And it's most important to remember that it doesn't need to be perfect. I love the fact that as a wellness entrepreneur, your content can actually make people feel better. It can make them make better choices in their lives. So what better way to work through that fear of being judged than to know that your content is actually helping people? So as I said today, I'm going to share with you the five types of content that as wellness business we need to be creating and ways within that that you can rinse and repeat them so that you're not reinventing the wheel all the time and so that it's easier and it flows and it doesn't feel like a headache. There's really three things about content strategy and creating content for your business that are really, really important. Firstly, 
it's about repetition. So marketing, I think I've said this before on another podcast, it's all about consistency. They need to hear your messages over and over again to let them sink in. So never worry about being repetitive. There's always a new angle or a new way to get your message across. And so what we want to do in sharing these different types of content is to show you how you can cut things up, but also how you can recycle them and post them out again. Do not put yourself under the pressure of thinking you need to be creating new stuff all the time. The second thing is that it needs to be automated so it doesn't take you all day. And posting tools like Creator Studio and Canva um, and Audacity for podcasts, all are, are tools that exist to make it easier for you. And I refer you again to the, the list in the show notes that are going to be a whole host of free resources to help you with your content production. And then thirdly, your content needs to be personal. It needs to show the person behind the brand. It's not about trying to be somebody else, trying to be you're not. It's, it is about being your authentic self online because if you're not, it's it's harder for you to create in the first place. And then secondly, people don't trust you because they can see that you're not coming across as yourself. So make your content personal to you and it will resonate more. So what are those five types of content that wellness businesses can rinse and repeat and repurpose to make it all easier for you? Well, up first is your story. Um, and now I say that, but actually my favorite content marketing quote is that content marketing is like a first date. If you only talk about yourself, there won't be a second one. So it's a balance. You need to talk about yourself, but you mainly need to talk about your target audience and resonate with your target audience. But you, of course, need to cover yourself uh, in a way that helps the, the audience get to know you and you know get to build that relationship with you. So, you know, running a wellness business, it is all about getting people to know, like and trust you. So there are loads of different ways to approach getting your story across uh, on social content and on your website. And it doesn't have to be literally what you're having for breakfast. But obviously, if you're a nutritionist, then that one's always good. But think about whether you're regularly featuring your transformation story. So this can be quite often one that you forget and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I did that when I started out. But actually, I'm, you know, six months in and. I've forgotten to tell people actually what, what my story was. So can you repurpose your transformation story in some way and tell them about that uh, on a regular basis? Can you do a video as an elevator pitch of your services, giving a brief summary of what you help people do? Are you regularly featuring a video showing what you do and how you help people um, on, on your pages? Are you recycling um, the stuff that you've done in terms of blog posts or guest blogs? Sorry, are you um, recycling all the guest blogs and where you've been featured to, to tell them your story? And are you regularly giving them a glimpse into your life? So you don't need to be doing it every day in terms of every single aspect of your, your routine. But are you giving them a glimpse into your life across your social pages? Number two is your client stories. We know that testimonials really helps increase conversions and you don't need to worry about overdoing it with telling um, your audience about, about your testimonials because actually they need to see a claim three to five times in, to, in order to actually believe it. So repeat those client stories, cut them up, get longer quotes or get the long quotes and cut them up into tiny quotes or make audio files or videos out of them. Or another way of looking at it is, can you aggregate them up? So can you actually look at who you've worked with and work out how much weight they have lost in total or, you know, to give you some bragging rights or how many years they may have gained by um, transforming their health? 
through you? Like what, what are the, the big numbers that you could achieve um, if you looked at how many people you've worked with collectively and how can you put that out in your social feed? So all of that is um, new content for your client stories uh, online. And if you're new, then actually how can you reach out to people you have worked with for on a pro bono basis? or clients who have given a bit of feedback before, how can you reach out to them again to just go back and say, actually, could I get a bit more of a chat about feedback? And then ask them for, again for permission that you use that quote or testimonial as part of telling your client stories. Your third form of content is your opt-in and it's your gold. It's how you draw people into the world. It's your lead magnet. You want to have it everywhere to try new ways to bring people in. It's your way of offering a free experience when you're solving a little bit of their problem. And there are so many options here from checklists to quizzes, to webinars, to courses, to challenges, totally dependent on your target market and your brand. But what I will say here is recycle an old one or um, look at different ways of positioning it um, in order to yeah, use it on a regular basis. Your fourth type of content is your short form social content. So what I mean by that is the, the regular stuff that you are, are posting out across your social channel or channels. Um, and it's got to be stuff that resonates with your, your audience. So in episode 236, I talk about adopting a test and learn approach to l- really learn what type of content resonates with your audience and doing that by looking at the competition um, and starting to test different things that that can resonate with them. So trying lots of things here for a month and seeing what resonates and then creating your theme to your content is what works. So whether that theme is that, you know, on Friday you do fun facts or on Tuesday you do inspirational quotes, but putting it into those themes and buckets can really, really help in terms of automating it and making it easier for you. Content that resonates with readers makes them nod their heads and say yes. And when your prospect agrees with you, that builds loyalty and passion and makes them more likely to buy from you. So what resonates with your audience is going to be totally individual to your brand. And it'll be a journey of test and learn to work out what's best for you and them. But in order to build that resonance, it's really about four key areas. So number one, are you being specific? You should be able to sum up in one concise sentence what you're trying to say. And if you can't sum up in one sentence, then go back and um, re-edit the post until you can. I'm not saying do a one sentence post, but I am saying get that um, specific value in the first couple of sentences. So attention is in such short supply, you won't get it if you waffle. And so it's really, really important to grab that attention in the first few sentences. Are you being useful? So useful stuff is memorable and it really resonates with your audience. So what are you offering them that is that is useful to them? Or are you being brave? Braves like really can resonate with people because you're standing out in front of the rest of the pack. You could be talking about something that everyone else is afraid to talk about. It's about taking big risks in order to get big agreement from your audience. And are you being emotional? Good content gets us worked up. It stirs up emotions, whether that's feeling wonder or awe or happiness or sadness. Don't be afraid to make your writing personal and emotional and you'll be on the way to creating harmony with your readers. So the last bit of content um, for you to be producing on a regular basis is the big one. It's the long form content. So whether you are podcasting, vlogging, blogging, or just going live now, the right format is very individual to you and your audience, and each has advantages and disadvantages over the other. Podcasts are easier to consume, but they're harder to be found, although Google's starting to show them in search. So that's likely to change. 
But with video, you can create more of a connection and YouTube is the second largest search engine. Ultimately, it comes down to what does your audience most consume and what's your budget or tech savviness when it comes to producing something. What really matters when it comes to creating a blog or vlog or podcast is showing up and trying it. Getting started is quite often the hardest part, but every month you don't do it is another month of missed opportunities. And the great thing about creating that vlog channel or the podcast is that that evergreen long form content is, if it's created correctly, will organically bring people to your business. And then you can repurpose it so many times and create content across your social pages and distribute that out. And it makes it easier because I think the the pressure on wellness entrepreneurs often is to create new, new stuff all the time, create new, create new. But actually, if you create good quality stuff, it just becomes about repurposing it and repackaging it. So whenever actually we want to focus our energies on business planning or seeing more clients, you've got more of a bank of content to fall back on to repurpose and get out the door. So they were the five main types of content that you need to be producing for your wellness business and how to make it easier for you in terms of rinse and repeat or repurposing them. So number one was your story and how you can look at that differently and get that across online on a more regular basis. Number two, your client stories. How can you um, get more of them? How can you get more out of them? How can you um, uh, display them in different ways? Number three, that vital gold, your opt-in, your lead magnet, how you're bringing people in. How can you be regularly showcasing your opt-in? Number four, your short form social content. So how can you make sure that that social content is resonating with people on a regular basis? And number five, your long form content. So what is that longer piece of broadcast activity that's working both to attract people to you and then to nurture them so that they can get to know you um, through your podcast or your vlog or your lives? As with everything, content production gets easier with practice. As Seth Godin said, people don't buy goods and services. They buy relations, stories and magic. And that's what your content needs to do. Build that relationship. Tell them some great stories and create a little bit of magic in their lives. Thanks for joining me this week on the Wellpreneur podcast. And I'll see you back here next time.